singer now every time i hear that song forever listen i'm about to quit my day job just joking canceling hey guys welcome to 90 day the melanated way i'm your host linda Antwi. we are covering all things 90 day the single life catching up on the latest episode we are on episode 17 uh we're gonna do some housekeeping first and foremost as we normally do shout out to the live chat i see y'all hey live chat it's popping already in there um shout outs let's shout out with deb janice olivia mason vanessa trisha sandra carol trina danielle rebecca marianne nia Bradella, linda lydia brianna crystal nicole amanda julissa and donna over at anchor fm without y'all this show would not be possible wherever you're watching us right now Take a minute, you guys, and just hit that thumbs up, hit that like, hit that love. Wherever you're watching this, that helps our show so much. So I want to see some thumbs up on my screen there. So go ahead and take a minute to do that. Hey, Rodella. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, as well as uh, this single life. Like, I'm just kind of, I have so many thoughts about this single life, you guys. Like, so many thoughts. Thanks for that thumbs up, whoever did that. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Like to see a few more of those. I see there's quite a few of you watching, so it takes five seconds, just a thumbs up. Anyhow, we're gonna start off with Ed. I don't know why they always wanna start off with Ed. Like, I, I get it, it's Ed, but like, I need to kind of ease into Ed as far as I'm concerned. Like, I just feel like I need some time. Anyhow, so Ed and Liz had sex. Apparently they had sex. Ed said that she tasted like peaches and uh, that she was amazing. She has an amazing body. Like all the stuff that he was saying was like just Ed stuff. And uh, they're sitting there in the hotel room. Liz is doing his hair. And thank God you guys that he's cut that hair off now, but he wanted to do like some Orlando someone look and put it in the bun for the wedding. And I was just like, oh, okay. And, you know, he just talks about how last night was off the charts and they snuggled, they kissed, they had sex all night. It was, quote, the event. And he wants to always remember it as the event of his life. And he's hoping that every time they get together, it's going to be an event. Now, you guys, on the one hand, I'll say this. Ed has said to us plenty of time that, you know, he's been single for 29 years. And I want to break it down for you. So he was married I don't know how long he's married, but he's married. He's got a kid. She's a grown ass woman. Then there was a whole long space, right? So let's say 29 years space. And then he was in a relationship with Rose, but we already know that that relationship was long distance and he went to see her one time. And that one time did not go well for, for either of them. Right? So I don't know. Do you guys, count that as a relationship? Do you count Rose and Ed's relationship as a relationship? Because now we're with 
with Liz. And, you know, he's quite a few years her senior and he's excited to finally have had sex. And I'm just curious, like, I'm curious. Here's what I'm curious about, you guys. 29 years is a very long time to not ever be in a relationship. And I'm wondering what that what that's about. Like, what's the hidden stuff? Like, does that mean, like, you didn't date? Does that mean, like, you went on dates and just never worked out and you never were serious about someone? Like, what does that look like? Because if it's the case where you just were, like, super single, then I can see how this was an event and why you had so much riding on going to this wedding and her being your girlfriend and all of this stuff, because I don't even think that he wanted her to be like, he was obsessed with her, obviously you guys, but he wanted her to be the girlfriend at the wedding so that he can say, Hey, I have a girlfriend at this wedding. Like, that's what I think because everything just was like one after the other. So I want to talk about that. And I also want to talk about the fact that I'm super confused that a, they got it on and B, that she said yes, that she would be her, his girlfriend. Because on the car ride there, it was almost like she was, remember, she's like, I want to take everything slow. And we're just friends. And I don't want to be in a relationship. And in the car ride, she seemed super irritated by him. And was like, mm, I don't even know. And I'm going up as friends. And then, boom, he buys a little champagne and some chocolate cake. And all of a sudden, the next day, you're like, yeah, I'll be in a relationship with you. Like, what? What did I miss? Because that's like a 360 in 24 hours. And I'm trying to catch up with like, what what exactly is going on? Like, why are you two in this relationship all of a sudden? And not only are you in a relationship for what, 30 seconds? Hey, I want you to be my girlfriend. Because, you know, people are going to think that we're a couple. So like, will you be my girlfriend? Pause, pause, pause. Yes. And then there's this kiss. And then, oh, by the way, in a couple of weeks, I want you to meet my daughter. Like, what? You? How? I, I just, I don't understand how this is unfolding. It goes from, oh, let's take things slow. I'm not really sh- sure how I feel about Ed. And then Ed is super in love and wants her to be the girlfriend, but is like fucking up left, right, and center and talking crazy to her. But yet you still go on this getaway weekend getaway to a wedding with him and then supposedly you guys can't have separate beds so there's one bed and you're okay with that he buys some champagne and then boom you guys are in a relationship it's very confusing to me it's very confusing to me so my question to you guys is do you guys think ed and liz really did the do do you guys think that ed and liz really did the do judy Maybe it was for the show. You're reading my mind. I personally think that they had an arrangement. I think that they had an arrangement that they were like, hey, I'm doing this show. And do you want to be on the show with me? And you're going to have to pretend to be my girlfriend. And you can, like, warm up to it. Like, I think it was that whole thing. Because I know that many of you guys have maybe watched ahead and know, like, the tell-all. And we've seen on social media how this whole relationship plays out. And I don't know, I think it's just a little too convenient. It's a little too convenient for for my liking. And so it brings me back to the question, you know, why is it that Ed has been single for so long? Why? I mean, I think I know the answer, but I'm curious to find out what you guys think and why you guys think that perhaps 
there's some underlying things going on between Ed and himself. Don't know. So um, Liz is asked to camera, like, how was your night? And she said that it was amazing. And she said that she didn't answer directly if they had sex, but she did say that they had a really good time. And yes, they kissed, but she had to teach him how to kiss. You taught Ed how to kiss in one night. And why does he not know how to kiss? And is it because, right? Because he's been married before. So there's that. And then maybe the 29 year break made him rusty. I'm not sure. I'm just trying to wrap my mind around this whole thing. And it kind of just doesn't make sense. Rydella says he has serious issues and that is putting it lightly and mildly. Yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, Amanda says, I bet it was wet. Blah. Yeah, I bet it was wet because we were hearing all the kissing sounds and all of that stuff. And I don't know if you guys caught it and I don't know if you guys watch Pillow Talk, but when they went to bed, Ed did say, I love you to her. So like, we're all warp speed in this, this relationship. And I think that it's more about him and him wanting to feel like he he's the man and he looks good and he's got this hot young girlfriend that's now like on his arm, that whole thing. Like, I think it's all that. And like rushing into a relationship that you've been in for 30 seconds, but you're acting like you've been in it for 10 years. It's very bizarre to me. And I'm just like a bit confused by it. I really am confused by it. I'm confused by it now where we are. I'm not confused by the ending and how that relationship ended. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a bit bleh. So, um, <clears throat> Ed does mention that his daughter Tiffany is a year older than Liz, and he thinks that that might be an issue for Tiffany. Yeah, it's going to be an issue for Tiffany because Tiffany had an issue with Rose and how you you dealt with her and treated her when you were Rose. So she, it's not going to be surprising that, hey, you brought in another younger girl and this is supposed to be your girlfriend and like we're still working on our father-daughter relationship. Yeah, it's going to be an issue. And I feel like you're setting the issue, like you're setting everyone, including yourself up for disaster, right? Because how do you think Tiffany's going to react? I can tell you without even watching the episode that I know she's not going to be happy. I know that she's going to be like, hey, like this is not a good deal and I'm not here for it. But Ed wants to warp speed ahead. He wants to warp speed and be in that relationship so that everyone knows that he's a good guy and he can get a woman and be in a re healthy relationship. And like I've told you guys many a time before, you can't be broken and go into a relationship thinking it's going to be a whole relationship. You have to work on yourself, bring your whole self to the table, and then perhaps if you're lucky, you'll be in a healthy, happy relationship moving forward. But that's not what I think I'm seeing here. I don't think I'm seeing Big Ed making any of the efforts. I think he's just going through the motions so that he can have what he thinks he wants on the outside. You know, like just it's bizarre. It's bizarre to me. Anyhow, that's all I want to talk about with Ed. Moving on to Fernanda. So Fernanda's hanging out with her friend Valentina at the yoga studio and they're talking about her toxic date. And those are my words. That date was super toxic with Robbie. 
And it's the first time that they had a serious conversation and Robbie went off the handle. We all saw it. He was like cussing at her, taking it like 10 notches too high. And it was just pure drama. And she's seeing the red flags and she's not sure where she feel really stands in the relationship. She doesn't even really know how she feels. She has a lot of doubts about him. Yes, you should have doubts, Fernanda. You should have doubts because again, you've been on three dates. Actually, excuse me, two dates. The third date was the date that we saw in this episode. So two dates does not make a relationship. Two dates does not make it so that some person can talk to you any type of way. And that's what he was doing, like trying to control the situation. And I don't even think it's an age thing. I just think it's a communication thing. It always goes down to communication. And I think that they communicate differently. And I think that he wants to control how that whole relationship pans out and doesn't realize that Fernanda has already been there, done that in her opinion, in her previous relationship. And so she's not trying to be controlled like that. She's trying to live her best 22-year-old life. So... She says, you know what? She's going to meet up with Robbie. And and they didn't tell us, like, hey, she's going to go on a date with him and everything's cool. But she had an agenda. And her agenda was, A, I'm moving to Miami because my agent says that my modeling career can pop off. And just FYI, if you guys didn't know, Fernanda did a test run. And so for me to put this whole time frame in perspective for you, she did a test run. So in the midst of filming this, she had some time in between. So she took a month to decide where she was gonna move to because she did want a change. And she spent a couple of weeks in Los Angeles and felt it out to see if she wanted to live in Los Angeles. And then a couple of weeks in Miami. And then she decided she liked Miami better, so she was moving to Miami. And that's how she ended up in Miami, if you guys didn't know, now you know. So. She's going to tell Robbie that, A, she's moving to Miami, and B, it's over. And and that, listen, y'all, she gave zero Fs when she came to dinner. So she got all ready. She was on time, which he said he appreciated. And it's crazy because Robbie looked crazy because he talked to camera saying, obviously, there's chemistry here. And, you know, even though there's communications issues, I really feel like this a relationship is projecting upwards and I'm 31. So I'm like looking to find my forever partner. And he was like going on all of that. Again, after two dates, he's thinking like, she's the one and things are good and we're going to do this. Mind you, he's not addressing the fact that he talked to her crazy on their second date. And now on this third date, he's sitting down thinking like, everything's golden. They're about to like get hot and heavy, be in a serious relationship, all of that stuff. And Fernanda kind of stumbles a little bit, you guys. And she's like, "Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, she takes a sip of her wine and says, yeah, I'm moving to Miami this weekend. And she says, you know, I want to just try new things and get out of my comfort zone. I really felt like I needed a change and all of this stuff. And when I say that his mouth dropped and he wasn't sure what he was hearing, I had to replay that because 
his face, you guys, he was just like, he wasn't expecting that. Now, I think Robbie's one of those guys that has never been turned down. One of those guys that is used to getting his own way. One of those guys that thinks like, hey, I can get any girl and she's going to do whatever I want because I'm like a fancy attorney and I can do the boat rides and the romance and all of this stuff. Mind you, I need you to ignore the fact that I might talk crazy to you. If you can appreciate that, then it's going to be a thing. And then Fernanda was like, yeah, by the way, we're done. Don't really feel like I'm focusing on love and all that. I'm 22. I want to focus on myself and my career and what makes me happy. So see ya. I'm leaving this weekend, but you know, have a great life. And what does Robbie do instead of being like, Hey, I get it. Cause you know, this is their third date y'all the third day. Instead of be like, I get it. You're 22. Good luck to you. You know, if we stay in contact, cool. If not, you know, I understand that he's like, I don't understand this. I, I thought that we were working towards a future and you've just basically dropped a bomb so nonchalantly here. And normally when people are building a future together, they friggin' talk to each other and it could have just been a text and you could have texted me and asked me my opinion. First of all, dude, let me explain to you that you've been on two dates. Fernanda doesn't need to check in with you on her life-changing decisions about her own life because you've been on two dates. It's not like you've been her man for six months, a year, etc. You've been on two dates. She's decided that this is what she's going to do with her life but you want her to check in with you and ask permission to see if you guys are going to do a long distance relationship. No, my friend, open your ears. She's basically telling you that you're not the one for her. All the peace and blessings. I wish you well on your journey. I'm going to Miami. I'm leaving this weekend. It's been fun. We've all heard that. Hey, Laura. Laura says, men be expecting women in their early 20s to be ready to settle down just because they are their own big ages. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so my question to you guys is, do you guys think Fernanda made the right... Didn't Fernanda make the right decision dumping Robbie? Did Fernanda make the right decision dumping Robbie? What do you guys think? Let me know in the live chat, guys. If you're watching the replay, let me know in the comments below. Um, what you think if she made the right decision. And I will tell you what I think uh, if she made the right decision or not. And so she just explains again that her opportunities are in Miami. And I think what happened was her agent uh, kind of shopped her around, shopped her around in Los Angeles, shopped her around in Miami. And I think she got the biggest bites in Miami and decided that's why she's going to move there to further her, her modeling career. And we, we find out that she's not super interested in him. And I think that, you know, you guys, when people say that women, when they're done, they're done in their mind, they just haven't acted on it yet. I think that that's very true. I think that she was done in her mind after that last date. It didn't go the way she liked. She tried to communicate with him and got shut down and also got like verbally attacked a little bit. And so in her mind, she was like, no, I'm good. I'm done. And so it was just a matter of, verbalizing it to him that, hey, I'm done with you. But she walked in to that date already broken up. Those are facts. Um, 
Vanessa says, for sure, that was the right decision. And Judy Lee says, yes. And Laura says, yeah, Robbie was annoying and she wasn't into it. And Vanessa says, he only got an in-person goodbye because she was on, he's on the show. Those are facts because that could have been a text. Mind you, a text wouldn't have been as nice. Like it, it, it's good of her that she did it in person. But yeah, that could have been like, hey, you know what? I don't think this is really working out. I, I think that we have chemistry, but we're just really in two different places in our lives. And I'm really focusing on my career. And I know that you're focused on your career. And you've said that you don't really have time because you have a busy law firm that you're running. And so I'm just going to explore my life and my career. And I think I need a fresh start. And that fresh start is going to be in Miami. Do you guys know that I made that whole thing up in the top of my head? How crazy is that? Yeah, it's that easy to break up. So... The one thing that I don't know if you guys noticed, and I wanted to see if you guys, if it was just me noticing when Robbie was doing this to camera, he was crying. I was like, is he crying? Like there was a tear going down his cheek. I was like, is he crying because he was in love with Fernanda after a couple of dates or is he crying because his ego is hurt and he just got dumped and that's probably not happened to him very often. Whatever the case may be, he was crying and it was, it was a little bit weird to me. Um, and then the other thing that was savage, you guys, it was savage, is they're sitting there. Fernanda's breaking up with him all super nonchalantly. Doesn't She gives zero fucks about any of it. And she's like, yeah. They hear some clinking in the background, some clapping. There's a couple in the background uh, at a different table that has just been proposed to. And Fernanda looks Robbie dead in the face savagely and says, oh, what did she say? Timing, uh, life, like the timing in life is so bizarre. Like here they are getting proposed to, engaged, and we're breaking up. And she just looks at him, sips her wine, and just looks at him. I was like, that is super savage. But you know what's crazy, you guys, is that I don't think he got it in his head that she was like, we're done. Because when they were doing their goodbyes, he was still trying to, like, kiss all over her. And you could see her, like, doing the dodge moves that all the time he would catch her cheek or catch her neck. And he was, like, continuing to, like, go for it. And she's like, nah, dude, we're done. And he, I just don't think it registered for him. And what I was a little bit disappointed in is that we didn't get the camp, the to camera, like the producer saying, Hey, so how do you feel now that you guys have broken up, Robbie? Like, how do you feel? I would have liked to hear heard that part because that would have been hilarious to me. Cause I just don't think he thought that that was a breakup. I think he thought like they were just having a, another fight. Um, Vanessa says, since he doesn't like to keep in touch between dates, the next time he reached out, uh, she would have been in Florida already. Those are facts for sure. Uh, moving on to Danielle. Danielle got her groove back, y'all. So Danielle's last night in Ocean City, and she's had a great time. She says uh, one of the things that's really made her feel great about herself is that this blind date with Sunny was a good date for her. Like she felt good about it. She said that he was funny and likable 
and kind and unique and caring and that he talked with her and she just really had a fun day. And I, for one, you guys, I'm so happy that she got this. Now, if you guys watch my show, you know that I'm going to say this. You can't get your self-confidence from other people. You have to have it from within, right? And if you exude that self-confidence, then that's going to help you. But it does help when someone pays you some attention. And I think that that's what Danielle needed. And I think that that's what this is. I personally think that Sonny was delightful. He was delightful because although Danielle thought it was a love connection, I don't think that Sonny felt it was a love connection. But what I do think he had is I think he had manners. Whoever raised him, raised him properly. So you cannot be into someone um, romantically and still maybe build a friendship, but you can always be kind and you can always treat people with respect. And that's what he did. He's like, hey, I'm out here. I'm on this tiki boat and I want to be out and have a good time. So let me be out and have a good time and just be a good person. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to talk to her. Yeah, I'm going to be funny. I'm going to ask her questions and then be engaging. And like, it doesn't have to be love, love, love at first sight. It can just be two people having a great time and being nice to each other. And that's what I saw here. And I thought that that was great. I thought that that was that's the right way to have a proper date. You don't have to be nasty to someone if you're not attracted to them. You don't have to like ghost them, which unfortunately I think is what he's doing, but you don't have to be nasty to them to their face. You can just be cordial and you can be kind. And that goes a long way. Um, Laura's asking, was Sunny the young one who said she seems chill? Yes, that he was the young one that said she, she seems chill. So she's hanging out with Lauren, Michelle, and Lexi, kind of recapping her night. And they're asking her, well, like, did he come up? Did... Did he stay the night? Did he text you? All of these things, which, you know, I could see how that would be like a little bit deflating for Danielle because for her, this was a monumental moment because A, she hasn't been dating often and B, she's still really healing from Muhammad. And this is the first episode, by the way, that she didn't mention Muhammad. Thank God, you guys, because seven years ago is a really long time. It's, it really is time to move on. So I was happy about that. And then... So she's telling her friends that she's had a really nice time. And she says, you guys, Danielle the freak says, not freak like, oh, she's a freak, but freak like she's freaky like that. Danielle said that she would have gone back to his room had he asked, but he didn't ask. Um, but she did get a hug and she was happy with that. I was like, okay, Danielle, go ahead and get your freak on. Go ahead and get your freak on on that first blind date. I, I hear you. She wants to grease the wheels, and I am not mad at that. Love the love. So uh, she didn't get that, but she got a hug, and she felt good about it, and she feels like she's found a love connection. Now, here's where I think she might be a little bit wrong. I don't think it was a love connection, you guys. I definitely think that it was just two people having a nice time, but I don't think, like, they're a match, and I don't think that he was... Uh, into her like that in the sense that it's going to be something that grows into something else. I think that they spent a nice evening together. I think it was a great confidence booster for Danielle. And um, I think that that's where, where it stays. Now, let's talk about these mixed CDs, you guys, because uh, uh, by a show of hands in the live chat, you guys, how many of y'all 
still pop in a CD to listen to music. I'm just curious. And there's no judgment. I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find something else. I'm trying to see a little something, something. Because Danielle apparently is the queen of mixed CDs and she makes mixed CDs. She learned it on her own and that's her thing. And I'm just curious, do you guys still listen to your CDs and do you still own CDs? Laura says, I don't own anything that can play a CD. Okay. Anyone else? Any of you all have like a CD player or like a... I don't know, maybe your computer has like a CD-ROM. Judy says no. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't either. I think everything is streaming on my phone or on my phone or on my computer or on my TV. Uh, Amanda says, I'm pretty sure even a PlayStation 4 or 5 would play a CD. <laughs> Vanessa says she needs to make some playlists on Tidal or Apple Music. Facts or like Spotify, whatever, whatever your music choice is, there's easier ways than like, how do you even burn a CD? Like, I don't even, how do you burn a CD? I don't even know. And I'm tech savvy. I don't even, like, how would I, where would I buy a CD and how would I burn a CD in 2021 is what I want to know. Like, how do you even do that? Maybe that should be my project for the weekend. I should find, find a CD I don't have. Well, I might have some DVDs somewhere, which is totally a different thing. But I'm just, you know, how do you even burn a CD anymore? It's very, it's very, I think it should be like a little project. We should all be crafty and all do like a craft on, on making our music lists on a CD and then come back and report to each other how it went. I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. So, um, love connection. And I loved how they said it's sunny with a chance of love. I think that that should have been the title of the episode. Uh, but she did have a great time on her trip. And really, that really was what it was about. Girls trip, having fun. She went on one bad date, one good date. You know, you can call it a wash. But what she did come out with is a better sense of who she is, she said, a uh, better sense of dating. She feels a little bit more happy. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's a win-win situation. And, you know, she's hoping to keep in touch with him. Now, here's where she went wrong, y'all. So the very next day, she's already texted him and she's texted him multiple times and he hasn't returned her text. Now, I think now they talked about the rules. OK, the three day rule and all that stuff. I've heard about the rules and this. You don't text back right away. You wait three days. Like. I'm going to say this, you guys. We just lived and are still living through a pandemic. Life is way too short for any of the games. I think that if you like someone and you're interested in them and you spent time with them and you want to see them again, then you're going to make time to see them again. And that means that you're probably going to text, or you're going to call or FaceTime, whatever it is that you're going to do, you're going to do it on your own free will. I think that life is too short to be playing games three days later, five days later, whatever you want to do. Like, that's just stupid. If you want to spend time with someone, if you enjoy their company, there's no friggin' rules to the game. Every situation is different. You might text right away. You might text when you get home. You might text the next day. You might call the next day. Whatever the case may be, don't listen to anyone and anyone's rules. Don't think you seem thirsty. Don't think that you are pushing the buttons. If you want to be with someone, 
and you want to pursue someone, then pursue them. And if they want to pursue you back, even better, boom. But what you shouldn't do is if you text and that person doesn't respond, don't text again. Don't do it. Don't do it. It will be their loss. Okay. If they are not interested in you and they can't use their words verbally or via text saying, hey, you know what? I had a great time. Unfortunately, I'm not interested, but I wish you all the best. If they don't have that in them, then you really don't want to be with them anyways. Do you know what I mean? Like if they don't have the kahunas to let you know that they're not interested, then you know what? You don't need them in your life and you can just move on. And I don't care if you haven't dated in 29 years or five years or seven years or whatever the case may be, there is someone out there for you. And there is someone that will reciprocate what you're putting out. So if you're the type of person that you got, you went on a date and then you want to text the next day, if that's you, then do that. But don't be the over texter and just be the one that's, it's a one way street because if that person's interested in you, guess what? When they look down at their phone and they see that you text, they're going to be happy about it. And if they look down at their text and ignore you and go on with your day, then you just move on with your life. That's it. Um, Laura says, rules are no good. Just do what you think is best. Vanessa says, you can text, but match his energy. If he doesn't reply, don't double and triple text. Hashtag Vanessa rules. That's exactly basically what I just said. Hey, Faith. Hey, girl. Hey, Faith says that Danielle is still in love with Muhammad. I agree with you. It's time to move on, though. I'm, I don't want to hear anything more about Muhammad. It's been seven years. It's time to move on. Um... You know, I personally think that, I I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it. I think that Danielle um, is holding on to Muhammad so much because I think that that's probably in her mind, the best, her best catch. And she's not thinking about how he treated her. Do you know what I mean? Because he treated her, like even on her wedding day, you guys, remember her wedding day where he was like, it's Ramadan and I can't, I can't kiss you. Meanwhile, we've seen other um, people get married in the same time frame and kiss. Like, he just didn't want to. And, you know, Muhammad had an agenda. Let's just be real. And he got in his agenda. He's in America. He's doing fine and doing all of that stuff. But, like, he had an agenda. And, and Danielle was part of that agenda. And he even admitted it, you guys. He admitted it when he said that Danielle has been, done the most for him since he's been in America. He admitted it in his own way, and that's it's a true story. So I need her to get over Muhammad immediately. I need her to not talk about Muhammad ever again in the sense that, oh, he hurt me. I need an apology for the 30th billionth time. And uh, he said this way back in 1992, and he did this in 1995. And in 2000, he did this to me. And in 2010, he didn't close the door properly. And in 2015, I had to chase him and throw all my shit uh, in Miami when he ran away. Like, we all know it's 2021. It's time to, like, cut the cord and keep it pushing. <laughs> Laura said, not 1992. I know. I'm so dramatic, Laura. You got the point, though. So um, they're driving back. And... Her friends keep asking if he's text, he's text, he's text. He hasn't text. We all know that he's not going to probably keep in touch with them. And she's definitely not going to have to drive back to Ocean City with a CD in hand to hand it to him in person. Um, 
And so they drop her off. She's saying that, you know, dating is more complicated than she remembers. And I, listen, Danielle, I agree. I'm in the dating game and it is way, it, it's like a job. You, you've got to, I, I've come to the conclusion and I don't know, this is not scientific. It's my own theory. I haven't really tested it out. I just thought of it the other day, but you know, I think that dating gets harder when you're in your thirties. I think that when you're in your twenties, you guys are like young and fresh and you got to like secure relationship in your twenties so that you can build together. I do. I think in the thirties, you know, some people have already been married and divorced. Some people are like, I don't know. I just personally think it's much more difficult. I I can't really tell you why. I think d- online dating is its own beast. Um, and like, where do you meet people? Especially like now, since every everything is virtual and all. Like, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I just think my theory is this: that catch them while they're young, and you're young, and it makes it easier. <laughs> Because you guys are both just like in party mode and life is grand. By the time you hit 30, it's like you got to think of responsibilities and your future. And this person might be like freshly separated or freshly divorced. There might be a kid involved and like some extra baggage. And then like online, you guys probably know the same type of people and same circles. It's like so it's like much more complex. So in that sense, I agree with Danielle. The one thing I'm not going to do is follow anyone's crazy rules. So no holds bar, do what works for you. But like the whole dating thing, I agree with Danielle. It's very complicated. Laura says dating is hard in your thirties because some guys in your dad, your dateable age range already have half grown kids. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Half grown kids. They're like coming out of a relationship been married, maybe been like scorned or whatever, having to deal with like child support and spousal support. It's it's a lot. It's a lot, you guys. But you know what? We just power through it and somehow we stumble upon each other, I suppose. (laughs) Ah, Moving on to Molly. Uh, So Molly has a photo shoot. Her friend's Yolanda and Debbie are helping her out. We find out that Kelly's on his way back to visit her in Atlanta and Molly's done some internet sleuthing. And I have to ask this question because I'm curious. Uh, Do you guys that are watching and even in the replay, do you guys become internet sleuths and look up your love um, or your new bae? when you enter into a new relationship. So like when you meet someone and like you guys have a vibe, do you go home and like internet internet stop them? I wanna know if you guys do that, curious. I'm very, very curious. I'm gonna tell you a story that happened to me, um, that happened to me pre-pandemic, okay? So I'm driving, okay? I'm driving and there's a car that's behind me and I'm just driving, I see the car behind me, whatever, minding my own business, listening to some music, doing my own thing. And we get to a, like a red light and the car I see like skirts beside me, right? And I can feel him looking, but I'm just like doing my own thing, whatever, whatever. We get to the next light that turns red. He's still beside me. And I can feel like like the honking and the whole nine nine yards. So I look over 
and there's this dude and he's like motioning for me to like roll down my window. I'm going to fast forward because a lot of that stuff is, is unnecessary to the story. So he's trying to like pick me up through like driving. And I guess it worked because I just thought it was so interesting that we're doing NASCAR in the middle of the streets. And we exchanged texts. Maybe we talked once or twice, whatever. And then we went for drinks. And when I say, you guys, that I sat down, ordered my drink, and instead of being like, hey, Linda, you know, tell me about yourself. Like, what do you like to do? And what's your favorite color? And, you know, uh, what do you do for work? All the usual questions. This is what happened, you guys. My drink came, and he said, so Linda Antwi, so you're a reporter, you're Canadian. Uh, I think you have like a brother or two and uh, blah, 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 blah. When I say that he had to have not only Googled me, but like took copious notes, went on anything anywhere on social media, found out all about me. And instead of asking me, he told me about myself and it was the weirdest thing ever. I was so super creeped out by it that I don't even think I finished my drink. Like the date was over. I was like, well, it seems like you know everything about me. I don't really think that there's anything else I can add to this situation. So let's wrap it up. So that being said, <laughs> Do you become an internet sleuth and look up your new bae when you enter into a new relationship? Uh, <laughs> Amanda says, doesn't apply to me, but I'll look up new neighbors. Um, Better Day says, I didn't search my hobby, but I'll do it for my friends. And Better Day says, cringe. Vanessa says, I haven't dated in decades, but my friends call me VSI, cyberstalk all their dates for them, caught one dude in a marriage. Oh my God. People are the worst. Vanessa says, that is creepy. I would never act like I know anything. Yeah, you guys. Okay, so if you're going to be internet sleuth, okay, because we all do it to a certain degree, right? We look to see like, if the person is who they say they are, like what kind of social media presence do they have. You don't want them to be like super crazy. Maybe they're like fanatics about one thing that maybe you don't agree with, whatever. We all do it, but, and we all do it. I get it. We all do it, but like, don't be creepy about it. Don't like, don't be a creeper. No one likes a creeper. And if you have information, use it for, for good, use it for knowledge, use it for like, hey, you saw on so-and-so's Instagram that they like to play golf. So maybe in a future date, you say, hey, let's go play golf. Do you see what I'm saying? Like use it for good, not like the worst because the worst is the worst. Don't be a creeper. Um, Amanda says, public information in Florida is scary. You can find out so much stuff with a quick search. Well, there you go. So she's looked up Kelly, Kelly's ex-girlfriend. 
and found out that there's an eight-year-old daughter and she's curious to know if it's Kelly's daughter because they broke up eight years ago. The timing is like on point. And she is worried because trust has really been an issue in her relationships. And she really does have feelings for Kelly, but you know, trusting her partner versus him possibly lying to her is gonna be a deal breaker. Now we already know that Kelly wants a family, he wants to get married and all of that stuff. So if he already has a kid that he hasn't told her on any of the trips that they've been on, then it's kind of like no bueno, like it's not a good look on his part. So she's scared to ask him, but she also really wants to know what's going on because we've seen that Kelly's not the most open person. He's not the person that says, hey, like, this is all about me and I want you to know everything. Like, nah, he's not trying to do any of that. Um, so he gets there, they, he's like, honey, I'm home. And they have like their embrace and they're both, you can both tell like they really enjoy each other's company and they're happy to see each other. So that was kind of cool. Um, and you can see that Molly wants to trust him, but in her gut and you guys, what do I always say? Go with your gut instinct. Your gut is your gut is your gut for a reason. It is telling you something, pay attention. So Molly paid attention to it. So she's making drinks uh, for the conversation. And you know, she's been the investigative reporter. And I laughed at that by the way. And she wants to know, cause there can only be three things. He uh, has a kid, doesn't know that it's his kid. He has a kid and did know and didn't tell her or three, it isn't his kid. That's all it can be, right? So she tells him that she looked up his ex and she said it in such a roundabout way. You guys, I was kind of laughing because she's like, I looked her up to see like what your type was like to see like, am I your type? Like what type do you normally go for? And she went on and on and on. And then she's like, I found this picture of a kid and like in this crazy roundabout way, she doesn't actually say, do, is this your kid? And do you have a kid? She's like, let me show you. And she shows the phone. He rolls his eyes and they leave it at that. Now you guys, here's the thing. Here's my, here's my problem with this situation. He doesn't actually just say, I don't have, like, I don't have kids. So if someone showed me a picture of some kid and said, is that your kid? I'm just going to be like, that's not my kid. That's it. That's how easy, but he doesn't say that. He just rolls his eyes and I know that it cuts and it's the end of, of the episode for their component, but like he could have easily just been like, I don't have a kid, but he doesn't do that. So that makes me feel like there's something more. So do you guys think that that possibly is Kelly's kid? What do you guys think? I haven't, I wanted to, you guys, I wanted to like watch the next episode, but I want my surprise and my commentary to be genuine. So I didn't sneak ahead. I didn't sneak ahead this episode. I'm gonna wait to find out next week with all of you guys. But I personally think that he has a kid or actually, no, I think that that might be his kid. That's the vibe I'm getting. I don't know, maybe it's not, but that's the vibe I'm getting. There's something about him that he's hiding and I need to know what it is. Cause he's not forthcoming. He's not forthcoming. So my gut is like, there's something going on. He can be the greatest guy, the nicest guy. The, the And, you know, he's a cop, right? So he's got to be somewhat what, righteous, for lack of a better word. But there's something about his past that he's really not trying to tell Molly. And we need to know what it is immediately. 
last and certainly not least is cult. <sighs> cult. Amanda says that would be wild if he didn't know and Molly found it out before him. Yeah, that would be wild, but it would also be like, what kind of cop are you that you don't know your ex had a full on kid and you didn't know about it for eight years? Like what? So cult, 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 cult. So cult is really, um, he's really obsessed with sex. He really just thinks that, you know, sex is important. And don't get me wrong. I think sex is an important in a relationship too. But Colt says that, you know, him and Vanessa are not on the same page uh, with sex and intimacy. And that he said they've gone to counseling. And I was like, you guys went to counseling one time. Vanessa has been going to counseling for five years because of her past relationship. But you guys went one time. So does that qualify that you guys go to counseling now? Because you went one time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've gone, I've gone jet skiing one time. Am, am I now a jet skier? Like, I don't think so. So he's making the bed. And in his bed, there's like some random bag of chips that I just, I wanted to say so much, you guys. But I'm going to just be on my best behavior today. But like, a random bag of chips in your bed and she's calling you a snack. I don't know. I giggled. I think it's funny. Um, so Raydella says it does happen that women don't disclose to the child's father that he says it does happen. I, I, I absolutely know that that's true. I absolutely know that's true. I just think it's, I don't know. I think I watch maybe too many true crime and detective shows. I just feel like if I was a detective, I'm already like an investigative type of reporter, but I feel like if I was a detective and, I, and I'm not, so you guys don't come for me, but I'm just saying like, I would look shit up. I would look stuff up because it's, it's at my disposal. So why wouldn't I look it up? And I wouldn't feel bad about it. So I'm just saying. I mean, maybe that's not in his, you know, job description. But I'm just saying, like, if if he has access, why not? <laughs> Anyhow, so Colt has these snacks in his bed while he's making the bed. And Vanessa calls him a snack, which I just was like a whole thing. Like, I don't want to be an asshole, you guys, but I Okay, let me just stick to the script. So He's going to allow Vanessa to come to him because that's the advice that he's been given by the counselor to that one session that they went to, right? So let Vanessa be the initiator. And so he's making the bed, eating his chips. She comes into his room. She calls him a snack. And she thinks, that, and then, okay, th I, I can't, I can't not say it, you guys. I'm sorry. I can't not say it. So. I don't know if you guys saw when Colt started his OnlyFans and his pictures leaked. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I still have those pictures. I, I still have those pictures. And I feel like, and I don't, I, 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 I feel like when I saw him on the bed, it just gave me a flashback of the OnlyFans photos. And they were just so, 
they were just so not for me. So I, I had a hard time with him being shirtless, like laid out on his bed waiting for Vanessa. I don't know. Maybe it was just too much. It was just too much for me, you guys. I just, it was just too much. It was too much for me. And I'm going to, I still have like, I'm going to have to show you so that you guys can understand why I can't get past this part. So if you haven't seen it, and I'm just going to, uh, this was not planned, so I don't have it all proper like I, I normally do. Um, but this is the photo, you guys. This is the photo. Now, tell me that that doesn't remind you of this episode. And I'm just having a hard time. That's all. Because this right here is burned into my retinas. And I, you know, to each their own. Everyone has someone that's for them. And that's sexy to them and all that stuff. This is just not for me. That's all I'm saying. It's just not for me. And so when they were, when he was lying on the bed and then she came in and then they started kissing and making the kissy noises. It just was, I was just like, I, I'm just gonna be honest. I was just like, ew, ew, I, this is too much for me. Like, not it's too much for me. It's just it's too much information. I don't need to see all this. I get it. You guys are working on your intimacy. That's all I really need. Let's move on. So um, <laughs> better days. <laughs> oh, I can't believe some of you guys haven't seen any of those photos. Maybe I'll do like a flashback Friday one day and show you them because if I had to see them and I, I thought that, oh, again, you guys are missing out if you're not on our Friday Patreon subscriber only news and gossip. There's so much news and gossip. Amanda, you can tell them in the live chat. How long have you known about those photos? We talked about those last year. Um, get on it. Okay? Get on it. That's all I'm saying. So Colt is planning a getaway, a romantic getaway to Big Bear for Vanessa. We do learn a lot of stuff. I already knew this. Uh, I reported on this as well last year. But uh, Colt was homeschooled. So for middle school, for high school, it was him and Debbie, which explains a lot, you guys, because him and Debbie are very, very close. And you guys know that he lost his dad at an early age. So it was just him and Debbie against the world. And then throw in the fact that she was also his teacher for all of middle school and high school. And he really did lead like a sheltered life. That really explains a lot about uh, Colt and his relationship with Debbie. And, you know, he talks about how he was a late bloomer and, and that can explain his obsession with, you know, sex and cheating and all of that stuff. You know, that just there's a lot of stuff that you guys, ha did, if you didn't know, we learned about Colt this episode. It just makes a lot of sense. So um, he sits down with Debbie and they're, they're petting the cats. And I don't need to tell you guys how I feel about cats. I think my face says it all. Um, and he tells Debbie that, you know, he's planned this trip to Big Bear and he shows Debbie this thing that's rolled up in a bandana and it turns out that it's an engagement ring and he wants to propose to Vanessa and Debbie is like, are you out of your fucking mind? What's the rush? You're so impulsive. You know, you proposed to Larissa after five days and now you've been dating Vanessa for what, like a week, maybe two Yes, you've known her for two years, but you haven't been in a relationship with her for more than a couple of weeks. And now you want to take her away and 
and get engaged. And what's funny about this, you guys, is that they actually do do that, right? They fast forward, boom, 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 get engaged, boom, 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 get married, boom, 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 having a baby, all in a short amount of time. So I just think it's interesting Like that definitely is his MO and he absolutely is impulsive. And hopefully, you know, this second time's a charm. I personally think that they're a great match. I think that Vanessa knowing all his quirks and everything about him, the good, the bad, the ugly, I think that works in their advantage or for their advantage. I also think that Vanessa having her own separate relationship with Debbie and them both liking each other is excellent as well. I think that that works for them. So I actually think that their marriage is going to work out. I think that they're going to go the distance um, because she, she really does know what she signed up for and he knows what he signed up for as well. Oh, you like how I, I threw that in, Laura? <laughs> I'm not elaborating. Come to news and gossip. Um, so I, I wish them all the best. I do. I wish them all the best. And I'm excited to find out what happens next week. I'm excited to see what this, this engagement looks like uh, on the show. I know I've, I've talked about it on my show, um, but I, I want to see it in real time and not in leak time. So that should be interesting as well. Um, let me go to the live chat real quick. Oh, you guys are all traumatized by that one photo. Really? Just the one photo. I'm going to show I'm going to bombard you guys next time then so that you guys can see all the stuff that I've seen so that we can all be one happy family. Uh, Laura said, maybe they're getting another cat. Yeah, I don't think that's it. But maybe they have what, like six cats now, they said. So maybe they're getting a seventh cat. I don't know. My question that I don't know that I do want to find out is like, where are they going to be living? Are they all going to be living? Oh, I know, Amanda, the bubble bath pictures. Are they all going to be living with Debbie? Is Debbie going to move out? Like, who's going to stay in the house? I, I have a couple of questions that I'm definitely going to get down to and get the answers to. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted um, on that. And I think that that's probably the show. Vanessa says, we're going to need trauma counseling. Um, you guys are hilarious. All right. So since I have a minute, let me first try to set this up before I actually show you guys. Uh, uno momento. I'm going to show you, I think, maybe just one photo or maybe two, just so that we can all be happy together. All right. So let me share my screen with you guys. Ah, la, 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 la. All right, so since we had a few extra minutes and I want to leave you guys on a great note, here you go. Here's one of uh, Colt's photos from back in the day, uh, OnlyFans. And then here's one more for y'all. Uh, I love y'all. I love you guys. I hope you guys uh, enjoy the show. Make sure that you are liking and subscribing to the channel. And I will see you guys on Friday for news and gossip. 
and I'm going to be doing you, me, and my ex as well, you guys. So make sure that you are just all everywhere, liked and subscribed. Uh, you're supporting the show. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I traumatize y'all? Are you guys all uh, having a moment in the live chat? <laughs> um, hilarious. Definitely make sure to take a moment to support the show. However, that support looks like it's appreciated. Like, subscribe. Uh, you see on the bottom of your screen ways that you can support through Cash Up Venmo. Um, and consider uh, our Patreon subscriber only news and gossip, as well as we do interviews and all that good jazz. And until next time, you guys have an amazing weekend. And I will see the rest of you on Friday for news and gossip. And you guys, it's been a busy week for news and gossip. It's been really a busy week. There's been, there's some Rebecca and Ziad drama on the horizon. You guys that a lot of the bloggers, we got hit up by uh, a family member and it looks like there might be some bombs dropping shortly. So hopefully on Friday, we'll know more about that. Um, we have a new couple alert that, is mind-blowing to me. Uh, we have a crush alert that is also mind-blowing to me. And uh, a couple of new couples, 90-day uh, and not 90-day related. So definitely, you guys, you're in for a fun ride on Friday. And I'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye for now.